0: Hey guys, back on the couch today. I've got Amber um, from Raw Physio joining me today. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Hello. Um, yeah, so I work over at Raw Physio in Coburn. So it's a, a small private clinic within um, Raw Fitness, which is a 24-hour gym. So there's sort of three or four locations, but we work out of three of the practices. But I'm purely at Coburn at the moment. Um, and I service um, mostly... Um, women's health based clients and, and women's health, I like to break down a little bit further in it's more sort of women's health and fitness. So women yeah. um, hoping to return to exercise after having a baby, as well as um, the pre- pregnant sort of women that are experiencing pain, like to try and keep them sort of um, pain free, but also like keep them moving, keep them exercising. So. Um, Yeah, more targeted for an exercise population, but I do treat still sort of um, a bit of everything and anything. Yes. Um, At the moment I've been booked out enough that I'm sort of strictly taking women's health based clients at the moment, but yeah, it's good. I work with a a bigger team of um, physiotherapists, uh, women's health specialist physios that do uh, sort of all the vaginal exams, making sure that women are physically ready to be exercising. So I work well uh, closely with them and then um, yeah, sort of take over the exercise part Uh, Which I absolutely love because that's sort of uh, a bit of a personal interest as well. So I'm like, yes, let's get these ladies moving. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. really enjoy that. Um, And yeah, I also work uh, for Fit Right Physio, which is uh, specifically um, women, exercise for women through pregnancy, postpartum, and then um, pretty much for the rest of their life. Um, which is through aqua classes. So yep. I do some aqua fitness classes as well as um, some online classes that we sort of launched during COVID and we've kept up with. So some of the mums are finding that's really convenient to still be able to exercise yeah, at Yeah, without having
0: to pack the baby in the car and get the bag and get yeah. the food and the bottles. It's just like, you just yeah, see you straight away. So yeah.
1: that's been really good, actually. Um, and also offering a, uh, offering a pregnancy class because... Some of the feedback we've got, you know, um, women getting home from work because they're still working and they're just exhausted. The last thing we'll do is leave the, their house again. So they can do that from their uh, living room or tucked away in whatever room of the house they decide. Yeah. Um, and yeah i was taking some sort of map based sort of studio classes too but at the moment just focusing more on the home home version online as well as the um aqua fitness so yeah. nice mix
0: yes yeah it's it keeps you busy too um how many years have you been a physio for now uh
1: this is my seventh year practicing wow i think yeah. yeah yeah which is probably within the first year that i've actually finally started to not i say niche down a little bit because I've always been, um, so I worked in a sort of a private um, practice, a big yeah. private practice, part of a bigger company. Yeah, um, so it was like a private
0: run. Um, yeah, yep, so it was yeah. more in and out, get clients in and out as quick as possible. Sort yeah, of
1: thing. and it was just because it was located within a private hospital, it was just a lot of different clientele. So yeah. um, a lot of chronic disease or um, post operative, pre op, we did a lot of pre op. Um, I also worked up on the ward servicing clients on the wards too so going from that sort of real medical environment to now being more out in the community with in terms of exercise and fitness is definitely what I wanted to do um Mm. and I've sort of you know followed that little path but um yeah this is the first year that I've sort of been like right I'm only going to treat what I want to treat rather than sort of just taking on everyone and anyone but uh I think it's helped building up sort of my network of other physios I can help to refer onto. Yes. Um, yeah. and yeah, I feel like I'm doing that a lot better now that I'm like, I can't help you, but I can send you to this person. Whereas I just want to help everyone. Like, I just want to yeah. help you. I don't want to help you. I don't want to help you. <laughs> I'm like, Woman. I just don't have the capacity to do that. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's crazy to think seven years actually, but cause you know, I learned so much still every single day. And I think, yeah. That's why I'll be in the profession for a long time is because every day I learn something new, whether it be about people or just, you know, how we move or, you know, people in general or, um, you know, new little weird niggles or injuries, how they respond differently. Yeah. Um, there's always new
0: research coming out and there's new studies and there's, you know, there's so many new... Um, there's just so many little things you can find out Yeah. You know, the human body. It's just a never-ending learning curve.
1: Well, being within a gym, I'm learning so much from the PTs. And, yeah. and you know, just in terms of exercise and exercise prescription. Like, we learn a little bit at uni um, going through, but it's very rehab-focused, very pain management-focused. So, yeah, so we kind of learn the, the, rehab. the basics. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, rehabilitate rehabilitating a problem um, with certain, you know, things and, and it's a lot of getting people back to doing what they love, da, da, da. But when you're actually trying to condition a person to build them up to be, you know, better physically Or indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Resilient alike. Yeah, that. yeah, so yeah. Like really building that that strong, like that real strong foundation is um yeah, that that is so important. And for me it stands yeah. out so much that I'm like, we should be doing this for everyone. Yes. But 100%, um yeah. Yeah, The PTs have taught me a lot over the sort of the last. Well, I've been at RAW now for probably two years, yeah. So, working in that environment every single day, I learn a new exercise or I see someone doing something I'm like wow, that oh, I'm gonna try that looks yeah. great. Yeah,
0: like you uh, missed me about the Xerxes squat. Like, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, it's a horrible exercise, don't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I still haven't tried that actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just like, whoa, I've never seen that before. And I just am a sponge, like, I'm not yeah. afraid to be like, I don't know everything, like, I'm always yeah. learning keen to learn Um, and if I don't know something I'm more than happy to sort of say I don't know and point someone you know point point you in the right direction or someone that might be able to help but um, yeah I've definitely learnt the value in working with with other people with other people professionals um, especially in that health and fitness realm which is 'Cause I'm learning for me, but I'm also learning from my clients, too. Yes, hundred so percent.
0: Cool. Like, um and there's a lot of people who have been in um you know, in the health industry, mm-hmm. not just fitness, but health as in ways of medical as well, yeah. um, who are very stubborn at what they what they know and they, what they learn from the beginning is what they run with the whole time. And I've, I've met a lot of people like that and I find the people that are most successful are like yourself who are open minded, yeah. take an open minded approach to so many different um, avenues and so many different techniques because you, at the end of the day, when you do that, you get to take away a little bit from each. Yeah. And you build this big puzzle um, and then you got like such a big well, toolbox, sorry, is what I should say. You got such a big toolbox you know, like, you like, you just get one day, you get a client that walks in, you're like, I know what to do with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like I remember that now. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like sometimes you don't know how that's gonna help you. Yeah, but you find out that you know that client that where it does help you. So yeah,
1: I always do try to look at things critically. That when I learn something, and, and I think that's why I like the human body in some ways because like biomechanics generally doesn't lie like we move a yes. certain way we have muscles that pull our joints in certain directions yeah. like that is very definitive in some ways but the parts that we, we can't measure and, and you know is very hard to modify is that all the other parts that make you human your sleep and your nutrition and oh yeah that, that all affects it just your life stresses with, exactly yeah such so a big one that is really cool because everyone has a, back, a different background or different sort of you know their story is different so it's all well yeah. and good knowing how to rehab an ACL sort of um you know tear but if you're not taking into consideration all those other lifestyle factors for that person you could have the best program but if it's not actually getting done then yeah <laughs> you yeah. Know, that that's a problem do so. you know
0: um this is like um my clients um are always surprised i'm the worst at following a program <laughs> like, i program all my clients programs uh, for specific reasons specific exercise specific days for specific period of times into micro cycles into um, macro cycles etc over annual periodization they like do you follow a program like i try my best <laughs> to it never works out to plan <laughs> it's like i just got one of those lifestyles that is just always just it's always so busy um that trying to fit in a specific program is like doesn't suit my lifestyle unless I, I like take away a portion of my life to just focus on that
1: or unless um, you're working towards a certain goal. yeah exactly guess, unless
0: so. it's like an exact goal that I'm trying to get to for a competition but even then that's like few and far between yeah, um, when <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
1: was about to say didn't you compete just
0: yeah <laughs> I didn't actually train for it it's like <laughs> just so busy <laughs> I was like I'm just gonna jump in
1: <laughs> do as I do do as I say not as I exactly. do Exactly. Well, even for myself, so um, I uh, earlier in the year, I was training for a, a marathon. Marathon, yes, that's yeah, right. Yep. that was meant to be in um, October in canceled. Melbourne. cancelled, yep. Officially cancelled now because of what's happening in Melbourne. But um, yeah, so I actually got myself a running coach and, you know, I was like, I'm going to learn as much as I can for myself again yeah. and, and skills that I could, you know, hopefully then carry over with my clients. So yeah, I think I, was, I did probably only about six weeks or so before and then sort of... COVID struck and I, um, sort of was, uh, lost a lot of work with my aqua stuff. So all the pools mm. closed. So, um, sort of pulled right back on everything. I was still training, still thinking, you know, I'm stu- I'm going to sort of you know, le- use what I'd learned in that, that short time and, and continue on with a bit of a program. And then, um, yeah, it was only really just since the gyms reopened that I was like, okay, I, I, Melbourne isn't looking good at the moment. I think I've just focused on my strength training and
0: powerlifting comp that's what you just registered <laughs> for yeah,
1: yeah how cool is that yeah so then this opportunity um, a friend of mine Sarah um, she's like I'm entering this uh, novice comp in November you should do it with me and I was like oh that sounds pretty good I was like yeah, yeah alright so um, yeah I've, I've registered for that and um, just today met up with um, uh, the guys at Rich's gym to yeah. to start some coaching which starts on Monday so yes. it's yes. literally just like flipped on its head, not not something I would have anticipated doing this year, but at the same time, I'm f- hey, excited. it's 2020. Yeah, so <laughs> it's so It's a bit of a party. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. So,
0: so if you listen to this uh, in a year that's not 2020, um, this year is pretty full on. There's a lot of things happening and not yeah. happening that were planned to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard a, a quote that was like, this was not on my 2020 vision board. And I like, that's <laughs> so true. Like, I don't think this year has been on anyone's vision yeah, board. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's, exi- it's like I say, I, I'm very like goal driven that I sort of like to have something to work yeah, towards, um, which keeps me accountable, which keeps me yeah. motivated to do it because I was sort of, you know, the last couple of weeks in a bit of that transition between like, you know, I'll just do, you know, the first time in my life of not having a program or doing a set thing. And then I was just like, ah, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need a bit of direction. So
0: Yeah. Yes. Even if you have a plan and it doesn't go to plan, at least you've got yeah. something to refer back to, and that's what I say to. Um, like I was talking to one of my clients this morning who uh, who's prepping for um, uh, bodybuilding comp uh, for the end of this year, and the reason why she and I was explaining to her why she gets really good results is because everything we do is fluid. Um, you know, off the Bruce Lee saying, if you if you be like water, water can adapt and evolve, and like you know, it can be ice, it can be air, it can be fluid, it's always moving and changing, and that's what we do with her, like every week or every day, something will change, the program will change, even though it might be a four-week program, Same might not look right that day, so we change it and subtract something in or put something out, same with calories, same with salt and water, um, all those little things, right? And then I get clients that get very anxious about the change, and they're like, oh, I don't want to change it, I just want to get to the four weeks, and then we can change it. I'm like, if we get to that, then we're too far off track, and like, trying to explain that, um, and that, that's how I kind of treat my own training is that, you know even though i've got a plan mm-hmm. um i'm very fluid in the way i can change it and move through it um yeah, yeah and that, i think that's how you can get sustainable results and not Drill yourself into the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we have to be adaptable, and and you, I can picture the exact clients that are much the same. We want to do the same thing <laughs> almost every it's week and week. And if you That's, change it, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a challenge, and it is. It's hard to adapt to that. But then you know, it's our it's our job then to try and make that work. Um, even yeah. though we go, and okay, education. this might work better, but. Um, Yeah, trying to be in the middle somewhere is... Yeah, yeah. That's a skill, personalities.
0: Yeah, it is a skill and that's a a people skill. Like, more so in any profession um, where you're dealing with customers, um, you know, whether it's uh, you're a party planner or a wedding planner or you're, you know, a physiotherapist or a personal trainer, is you always going to have those clients that are like, no, it has to be like this. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't have to be anything, (laughs) but... If yeah. we do it this way it could get us quicker to here instead of further away from there. And it's like trying to trying to explain that to people is always uh, always a challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm definitely myself very flexible in yeah. that sense. that I like you say, I like to have a plan but I'm happy to if something goes a little bit off plan, it's like, Okay, well you know, yeah. I always try to see the best in every situation and I'm a yeah. big believer of it like, It's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. So this is the way it's supposed to be.
0: And that that comes with I suppose that comes with experience too. Yeah. Like you've probably had Situations in your personal life that um, you know you get to those points where you like, you just gotta let go of shit.
1: because mm-hmm.
0: if you don't let go of it, you just you just become a bit of a, you know, a bit of a nugget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit like a bit like a bit of a cabbage.
1: <laughs> well, it's true actually. I I know that um you know with physiotherapy, the, especially the our education and background is all, um, very it's the same but it's so different in so many ways you see a, a physio for one problem and they'll give you certain advice and exercises or a rehab plan and then you'll see the next physio for the exact same problem you'll be given something different it's like um we really do have to interpret sort of you know as much as it's a science it is very much i, I sort of say it is where art. Art versus science in the sense yeah. that you, you really have to, how you create something for this person, yeah. um, based on the information that they've given you. So that, that part is what I love most because it's like, I have in my mind what I think will be good for you, but let's take in all those, you know, those other things of what, what makes you, you. So yeah, yeah it's that I think is, um, the most enjoyable part because yes. it's like, it's not the same shit different day yeah it's, it's like not just every generic. single day is yeah. different yeah um, but yeah you must have that too where you have similar clients but then you sort of you know you, your Friday you have your set amount of people but you walk in you could have an amazing sort of day and then you can walk yeah. in and be like oh things didn't sort of flow as you would have hoped so yeah
0: exactly and you get you know you get people that and you know yourself you get people that just they're going through shit
1: <laughs> and you just yeah. gotta you
0: just gotta be mindful of that um and again like you know all industries are just you are always when you're dealing with people everyone's going through shit mm-hmm. and you can usually tell because like clients that they might not they might go from being the client who follows the plan does what you say and for the next two weeks they just go on mia and they like why are you not looking or moving the way we saw you last time. They're yeah. like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend, or um, you know, work's been really stressful, and um, yeah, it just comes back to that communication mm-hmm. of like how well you we can communicate back to your clients and get that get that um uh, rapport and feedback. Um, do you find that something like really important in your industry?
1: Yeah, well, just off the top of my head, like literally within the last sort of I'd say three months at a stretch, I've um. I've had you know the highs and lows with my patients that some yeah. of them i see for weeks you know weeks and weeks particularly sort of um during the pregnant pregnancy sort of leading up to sort of um, delivery we spend a lot of time sort of I, I do a lot of sort of um, pain management stuff with the my pregnant clients where I could be seeing them every week and you know it's like we I end up seeing them more than my family you know you, yeah. so you spend a lot of time chatting and talking and yeah you sort of go through those life events with them so birth is is amazing and oh. I guess I'm probably in that area
0: after yeah
1: I get to share that that special moment um, and, and and again, the trauma that can happen from birth. So oh it's the God, good and the bad. Imagine. Like
0: I like just, just being a guy, just imagine him being stretched out then potentially being, you know, ripped or cut open. It's just...
1: Yeah. And and it's that, you know, a lot of people talk about the birth in itself, but it's the before and after as well of how yeah. the woman is treated in the lead up to and also afterwards and their care yeah. is all a matter of... Um... Let's go
0: into that. I'd actually love to learn about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah well... Um, particularly, I mean, it depends, it depends where the the woman is birthing, but, um, you know, I always think as a, a midwife or an obstetrician, it's really another day at work for them. Whereas for this woman, it's like the, the birth of event. their child, you yeah. know, it's a, it's actually such a special uh, event or, or a time sort of in their life. So, um, yeah, I love to hear details about it. Good, bad, and ugly. And you know, I haven't had kids myself yet, and I sort of uh, joke about I've seen the best and worst of both sort of ways the baby can come out. So I, I often sort of say, "Is there any other way the baby can get out of the body?" <laughs> it's like, you know, I could I've seen I've seen it all. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and, and for the women that do have really positive birth stories, I'm like, you need to be shouting this from the rooftop because in a general sort of society, birth is painful, birth is traumatic, birth is this big nasty thing that we're actually designed to birth a baby. Do you know what I mean? Like the female yeah. body is extra extraordinary that it's, it, you know, it is made to do it. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it can. Women can have sort of positive birth experience, and love I hope it. that yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And for those women that do, I'm like, don't let. And I completely respect women that have had traumatic births, and I think it is a type of trauma that needs sort of someone to, you know, you need to work with some counselling and work sort of around that. Like, I it's, love that. That's a good it's point. A, it's, an, it's an important yeah. thing to sort of deal with. Um, but yeah, those women that have had the positive stories, I'm like, you need to share it because we need to tell other women that haven't yet had babies that they can be, you know, positive
0: out of the situation. You can be okay. Absolutely. Um, Like my poor mother, I was her sixth child and I was the largest child at 12 pound one. Um, yeah. So I was like a three month old baby. At birth,
1: can I swear? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can swear, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was like um yeah, it was like it was just like um yeah, my poor mother. <laughs> yeah. She blamed she blamed me for years on like uh, her stomach had uh, never bounced back and like yeah. it, she was like my body was ruined after you. Um. And then my sister, who was the next baby, she was um she was uh ten ten and a half pounds, so a little bit small, but still like a larger Big baby. baby. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was her
0: seventh. Wow. Like so like from her first yep. which she had at sixteen and then she had me I think at thirty eight. So there's quite a age gap between us. Yeah. Um like through no twenty two years. Um yeah, but um yeah, started off smaller, then as she had more children they got bigger and bigger. So Yeah. Anyway, um going back to that, uh I think back to when my daughter was born, that was actually like I w was, I wasn't even the one giving birth, but I remember that being the most stressful night of my life.
1: Yeah. Like just seeing you were there um, for it.
0: Yeah, I was there for it and um my daughter's mother didn't want to have a cesarean. She wanted to have it naturally um, uh, and without the drugs, um, which lasted up to about I think 20 hours into labour. And she wasn't dilated enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had to go in for emergency cesarean. And then she was freaking out. And she's like, I don't want to. She was crying. And the doctor's like, no, we have to put you on It's dangerous for the baby, dangerous for you. Heart rate, everything's too, uh, everything's blood pressure. Heart rate's all going high on the baby and her. Yeah. And I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, just going to have to go do it. And then, yeah. And then, um, yeah, watching the, I was obviously on the other side of the curtain with um, my um, daughter's mum. Doctors were on the other side doing the cesarean. And you could just, you could see them like pulling and like just all the stuff in like funny's movie moving i was just like <laughs> i was 18 so i was used to being out at the nightclub you know i'm like oh i've got life figured out and you're watching this you're like oh my god
1: what your is life this? changes yeah yeah life changes yeah
0: and actually one of the most beautiful things on that was um I um, always used to talk to my daughter through uh, through the stomach, and then she would move. And then um, when the doctors gave to me, I spoke to her, and she opened her eyes immediately. Like, she recognized my voice. Wow. And I was, I was I'll never forget that. That was, like, the most beautiful thing. That's yeah.
1: amazing, Cash. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think, um, so that's a perfect example of a, a woman that then has to go through recovery yeah. for labor and a cesarean so post-operative major abdominal surgery so okay Mm. she didn't have the final stretching of the vagina of the tissues themselves but that labor it's you know she's recovering physically like that's the marathon that's the Mm. part that you know they need to recover from as well as now trying to get up out of bed because they've had their stomach cut through so those women i feel for particularly that you know it's so important and Again, I'm targeting pregnant women because I'm like, if we can keep you fit or at least build up your fitness so that when you have that main event, you can be fit enough to recover from that um, more quickly than an unfit person because, um, yeah, I think that if you, you put yourself in your best physical shape, regardless of the bump. Yeah. <laughs> right up until delivery, regardless of the method, you will be able to have a more positive outcome. And I see it. I, I definitely yeah, see that's it. Cool. Particularly with abdominal muscle separation. So, um, in the literature um it's very uh, abdominal muscle separation or rad or diastasis there's all sorts of different terms for it is so largely um there is there's no magic exercise it's all you know and this is what we're talking about with research-based stuff it's just all air of it and the research is inconclusive of what's the best thing so it's like great cool it's there we don't know what
0: we don't know you read all through it and it's like there, and it finally says, We have no direct method.
1: <laughs> <It's> exactly <laughs> You're like, that. What? This is a welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I find that um, it, it there was a, a sort of a general consensus that fitter women tend not to have as much of a, a separation um, because of the tone within the muscles is the highest. So they sort of generally can um, regain muscle density, more strength. So? um resting muscle tone okay so there are certain there's a a part that uh, we can't really influence and that's our genetics which is our stretchiness of our connective tissue so um a diastasis uh, um, is your six-pack muscles they sort of stretch apart Mm -hmm. and then obviously stretch long ways as well they don't tear some women will say it feels like they're tearing and it truly would feel like that because the tissue stretches so rapidly um but it's actually the connective tissue in between that stretches and it can kind of go up a bit thinner yeah. but the connective tissue we can't sh- we can't control our genetics in that sense so yeah. some um ethnicities tend to have a lot more sort of softer collagen and connective tissues so they take a bit more time to bounce back so um uh indian ethnicities okay. yeah. um particularly i remember um and again, this is what I see, what I read in the papers, but then also um, what I sort of um, remember clients. from yeah, from yeah. working in the hospitals is some of these ladies I was putting two of my hands in between their muscle bellies. Wow. Like that's yeah. like eight. So they can fingers stretch that far. muscle bellies. And when you think of in terms of recovery, um, when you're trying to load their tissues, there's such a low muscle tone to begin with that it's really hard to regain that. So it just takes a lot longer. And sometimes the um, thinned out connective tissue might not sort of, you know, um, harden up or toughen up again. But Yeah, generally speaking, it's um, unfit. Unfit women tend to have a a, a bigger diastasis, but in the same breath, really over um, over trained, highly active individuals. Yeah, because there's just so much, so much stretch so quickly. um, They can. They're also at risk of of having separation. So it's the really unfit and the really, really, really fit. Um, So it's like. Somewhere in the middle, it tends to be the best. Yeah, just be um,
0: a good all-rounder. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Be, be fit and healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, one of the things I wouldn't mind asking you on, because when I... Uh, it was just something I was taught um, with strength and conditioning at the very start was, you know, if a woman's pregnant, don't start her training then. Um, that was just something I, I went with. But mm. what's your opinion? Like, what's your professional opinion on that? Is that something you can... like? If, if they haven't trained before, would you get them to start doing movement and functional movement and get them moving um, and feeling better while they're pregnant? Yeah, 100%. So
1: last year, 2019, the uh, Canadian um, sort of exercise guidelines have been revised and updated. So, uh, and and it's actually sort of what's used across sort of you know worldwide so um there there used to be so that was one of the things if a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. is not um is not training she's not to start anything new Mm -hmm. they've thrown that out the window every woman regardless of pregnant or not should be exercising and it's by the world health organization guidelines so 150 minutes accumulative cumulative over, over the, over the week, week yep. um, of so moderate good, yeah. intensity exercise, Love including that. two strength training days. So yep. that is for everyone and it does apply for pregnant women. Uh, the other thing that was revised and updated and um, is that a woman shouldn't exercise laying flat on her back. So that sort of again has sort of we're trying not to wrap these women in cotton wool because we've been too careful that they're actually deconditioning. They're getting weaker and weaker when they yeah, should be okay, getting that stronger. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so you're treating
0: them like the you know you're like going a, a normal brain. person. Just treat them like a normal person. <laughs> Just with a baby in them. So yeah.
1: with the with the laying on the back thing though, there is a caveat in the sense that she's not to exercise laying flat on her back unless she's feeling dizzy or lightheaded or nauseous or generally feeling unwell, yeah. which, again, is common sense, but we kind of need to tell the lady that, that, okay, we can do this exercise laying on your back or, you know, sometimes it might be inclined Just a little if it's possible.
0: max out your bench press and all this. 100%.
1: Exactly <laughs> So that. you could
0: still do a bench press, but obviously, like, more for a postural-type thing of, like, pulling the shoulder blades down and back and just keeping everything moving. Yep. But not like going super heavy. Yep.
1: yep. And and again, they, you know, if it's possible, okay, let's make an incline bench. Yeah. If that, you know, if that's, that, yep. that would work, movement. but there's no, it's not a, um, and again, I've had this debate with a few of my physio colleagues because I'm like, well, the guidelines do recommend this where, There's still some evidence to say that it can reduce blood flow to the baby. So generally, um, and by compressing on the major um, blood vessels,
0: uh, when you, if you're laying back,
1: back, your uterus is particularly after, um, I think the, the sort of, uh, weeks is after 18 weeks, which is quite early.
0: So it's usually only
1: when women are just starting to show. So pretty much when they have a bump, the weight of the bump when laying on the back compresses on the inferior vena cava which supplies sort of uh, blood flow back to the heart so mm-hmm. it sort of is a, a more of a blood flow um, God, the body's issue amazing, eh? just, it's crazy it's,
0: just love it, though
1: so then there yeah. was a little thing of okay just propping up maybe her um hip a little bit on the left side so then the pressure isn't more on that side so yeah, okay. just having yeah, a little sense. bit of yeah. a little bit of support under there um but now it's actually women laying on their back when they're sleeping is actually more at risk than women laying on their back exercising. So it's um That it's would make lower heart
0: rate, lower blood pressure, where if you had something that increased blood pressure um pumping through, even if you had a slight pressure against that vein, then okay, that makes Spot sense. Hold yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, I see.
1: Um what else? There was a few there was one other exercise uh, update. Um so all of the other stuff like your your sort of contact sports and yep. gymnastics and all of that is again a precaution of to not because of the Probably risk of
0: rugby.
1: the <laughs> risk of being hit, hit with a ball or yeah, a falling yeah. object. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, your skydiving yeah, and man. your scuba diving, <laughs> yeah. um, is all not recommended. Um, and yeah, I think
0: squats.
1: Oh, okay Olympic lifting that's one thing that is a bit of a question mark. So. Squat's completely fine. Mm-hmm. um again, it has to be, and, and for these women that continue to exercise or are new to exercise, it's recommended that they do that with a health coach that is trained well versed in women's health. So it wouldn't just be like, oh, uh, gym has never ever, yeah, yep, never yep. ever exercised before she's going to start boot camp on her own. It's actually working closely yeah. with someone that sort of knows what they're talking about yeah, like yourself looking at yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. yeah. so
0: if you're listening and you need someone this is Amber's job it, yeah. that's
1: right yeah and, and I love it my goodness yeah. I love it it's you see that. in your eyes like you light
0: up you can't see right now but if you see it anytime she talks about this or holds children in a post you just yeah. go to visit her Instagram and you'll see how much she loves yeah. children yeah. yeah
1: this is my jam and that's what I mean like if I could have my whole week just seeing women and I would be like yeah. you know even happier than I already am you like just...
0: the midwife physio. <laughs> well
1: Well, we, it's funny you mentioned that because we do have a big role, um, with supporting a woman around birth. So, and a lot of people don't know that or don't realize even what a women's health physio does or is. And I think that's probably another topic of, of conversation, but, um, Yeah. yeah, I do think I really, I really am passionate about keeping women active and even something better than nothing whilst they're pregnant, because it does have such a big, a really big, um, sort of outcome afterwards. Um, I wanted to, uh make a note on the Olympic lifting so it's really it's mostly um any time where a weight is at risk of hitting the bump so Mm -hmm. usually more like your your yeah Yes. Water than the clean. Yes. Yeah. So it's really um, any yeah, you can't explosive really
0: snatch properly if you got a bump there. Explosive like... movements, even <laughs> yeah. a
1: deadlift in some situations where yeah. um you know depending on the woman's sort of body shape and structure. Yeah, um, if it,
0: but if it's a crushing. Like you got to crunch down onto it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any overhead work where again balance might be an issue, or again just getting the bar up overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we do encourage sort of a woman to not exercise standing up for an hour. So just again because of blood flow so if there's options that you could do some seated exercise yeah that's recommended um and particularly for arm work for example where what about things like split
0: squats would that be uh like just to help with balance like supported split squats fantastic yeah yeah
1: yeah and again this is a conversation i have with some more conservative um physios and particularly in the realm of, of women's health there's the debate of um Possibly not doing some some sort of split leg stuff Because of the risk of pelvic girdle pain Mm -hmm. Which is Mm -hmm. pain at one of the three joints of the pelvis So the pubic symphysis at the front Is that because of
0: the expanding of the joints Or the getting ready for birth
1: Yes, Yeah. the hormonal effect on those big joints That generally don't move in a normal person yeah. but when we're pregnant it's we a, it's, a, it's incredible way. Crying, it isn't is it so it's is so much it stuff it's like
0: the body just knows the just female body moving is moving the joints outwards that's just yeah I love that's it. some computer program stuff right there yeah <laughs>
1: we are born yeah. to do it do you think yeah know what yeah I mean? yeah but um, yeah. So it's really, a, I guess, it's a risk factor. But I'm like, if she's not in pain, she needs to be doing all the things because yeah. nine out of ten women won't get that. But then you know, the one person that does, oh, those lunges flared up a little bit of a. Well, okay. Well, at least everyone else is conditioned for that. So yes. Yeah, I think um, it's a fine line again. But I always, I'm conservative. But I'm like, let's just test if the the fence is, is, the electric fence is on rather than just staying in the safe house. Like I like to dance around the boundaries and just see sort of where we can go. But still conservative.
0: Yeah. And that comes down again to getting the feedback instead of going, you know, um, getting the client to do it, do it, do it. And then Mm. they come back a week later going, this really hurt. I don't want to do that again. And it's like, how about mid-set go, are you getting pain there? Um, or after the set, how's her feeling like? That that makes a big difference too. Yeah. Um, and just tracking to see where your clients are.
1: Even with the split squat as an example, so um, something like narrowing the stance, so making sure they taking she's taking equal weight through both legs, front and back, rather than favouring more the front leg, for example. So that's a good to, idea. I
0: like that. Yeah. Trying
1: to get like I will literally get a um a sort of uh, a woman so that a very can't upright do. Position. Yeah. yeah, literally.
0: Emma's <laughs> demonstrating right now.
1: <laughs> so from, sort of from there, it's yep. like, oh, that's too much just coming in and like, literally yeah, going okay, because yeah, it's yep. still loading slightly yeah. different, but it's more equal weight through both.
0: Yeah. And you're still helping all the muscles that will help with balance too. Mm-hmm. Like um, if they ever have to bend down and pick something up or, yeah. Balance is cool. a big
1: one because their center of gravity changes. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: um, that is a big thing. And again, to challenge that most of the time, it's sort of some single leg type work. I like to do some sort of, um, single leg RDLs in my classes, maybe with some TheraBan under the foot for a bit of balance, but also That's to work a good idea. Yep, yep. the upper body. Um, so, yeah, I try to incorporate stuff that I know will be preventative for some of these injuries um, that, or, or pains that may sort of pop up during pregnancy. Yeah. Um, Pre-conditioning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, conditioning. You know, that, that took me, um, that took me uh, quite surprised that... Um, uh, you know when I got told about not being able to train women if they had just got pregnant, um, but now hearing that you know the mm. new um, new studies come out that or new legislation is saying yeah it's okay, which is which makes sense because you're you know the woman's going through such amount of change. It's like how could, how could you not let them exercise? Yeah. during that time on
1: that on that point the the thing why we don't really see women before that sort of in you know in the first sort of twelve mm. weeks is um, most because. They're feeling ratchet, (laughs) like they're they're either nauseous or they're you know their sleep has changed or they might be vomiting or they're really tired. That's when they're super duper duper tired. So starting a new exercise program is probably not the first thing on their mind. But for those women that have continued to be active and and can do some level of exercise in that time, I find that they do really well. It's the women that um, are active, they get really sick and pregnancy sick in that twelve weeks. Then they're a bit cautious and then they don't want to continue to train and then they don't train for the rest of their pregnancy. They're the ones I think that suffer the hardest because their body's used to being fit or or conditioned.
0: Yeah, conditioned, yep.
1: Then they've just gone through this deconditioning and rapid change and growth and their body's like, holy shit, what's that? What's happened? Yeah. And then them trying to get back into it, they remember how fit they were and they have that expectation mm. that it's very hard for them to sort of get back on the bandwagon. But yeah, yeah
0: it's so think... hard, like so, so hard. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, 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 yeah. that's it. That was yeah. it.
1: The, the timing, the timing thing is if she's fit and well enough, um, generally common sense, pull back the intensity a little bit, but she is absolutely well and truly safe to be exercising throughout the first trimester unless she has any contraindications like high risk or any of the um, contraindications or precautions from her healthcare professional, GP or obstetrician or whoever's in her care yeah. to say that she shouldn't be exercising. Makes sense, Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I think back to everyone, um, in my family <laughs> that's had children, like my, my eldest sister's got six boys. She's got, yeah, she's got six boys. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm one of seven and I think I'm, I've probably got about 20 or 25 nephews and nieces between all those brothers and sisters. Um, I don't think any of them have ever seen, uh, a female, um, uh, physio specialist. Is that, is that the right term?
1: Yeah, so a women women's, a health. women's health specialist, uh, yep. women's health. So I'm technically not a women's health physio. That title is somewhat protected in the sense that you have, has, yeah, you have, have to have really yeah, a master's course. degree yep. or a at least a p- postgrad um, certificate. So it is yes, sort of university sense. level. Yep. Um. So yeah. that's why I sort of try and tag on that fitness part where it's more yeah. women yeah. returning to exercise. So if you have to go
0: back for another year just to look. Yeah. Her,
1: I really wanted to, and but when
0: you've got a business to run and you're doing is, so many different things.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I always thought that sort of in I said five years and like I say it's hard to believe I'm seven years out but I said yeah. in five years time I'll sort of go back to uni and do what I you know whatever I want to specialise in. And I thought do you know what? I'm really <clears throat> in a position right now where I work with this massive team. There's 30 physios at work um, within Fit, right? Give or yeah, take, wow. we have a massive yeah. community of women's health specialist physios. That's so good.
0: So There's I'm so kind many of people to bounce off of, and like yeah, ideas I'm
1: really happy being that in between physio where they get their vaginal exam and their clearance, and mm-hmm. I'll explain in a moment the, the specialist women's health physio. But they they have that, and then they come to me to continue to do their stuff um, with returning to exercise. Yep. Now I. do... Do postnatal screens. So if Mm -hmm. someone walked in off the street and said, I had a baby, um, you know, 12 weeks ago, I'd be like, great, I could do the real-time ultrasound, which gives a little bit of an idea of what's happening with her pelvic floor. Um, Check her abdominals, give her some sort of baseline exercises to work with, go through a movement assessment, set her up with a program, or do that with her. The real-time ultrasound is slightly limited, though. It doesn't tell us the um, tone of the muscles. It doesn't tell Mm. us if there's any pain in the muscles. It doesn't tell us if there's a pelvic organ prolapse so if one of the organs have sort of descended into the vagina which Mm -hmm. is uh a silent so painful well it's actually a silent illness because a lot of women don't feel it as pain it's more a discomfort Discomfort it's more of something something, sort of there Yeah. yeah a feeling like there's something there or a lump or a bulge in or around the vagina area or some heavy dragging feeling throughout the so yeah women won't usually say it's painful and that's the problem is because you know a woman could have it without knowing so the only way to know is through vaginal exam that's a gold standard and i let these women know that that this is sort of you know i can give you this advice today this is the pelvic floor program you can start with But if you want to be running, jumping, returning to your high-impact sport, heavy lifting, you really need to have a vaginal exam to know your – if you have any issues Mm. or at least then those um, specialist women's health physios can give you a risk profile. So what that is is they actually measure – the distance between the vagina and the um, uh, anus yep. and then sort of uh, get the woman to sort of bear down and then measure the distance. And if that changes or, or they sort of get a score um, based on that of, of how much at risk they are of okay. developing a prolapse um, okay, yeah. because of the descent of the organ. So that stuff, that I find sense. it fascinating. That is
0: interesting. Yeah, it's but like, I'm like, you know, for me it's just like, Um, but yeah, I'll let them
1: do that. (laughs) I'll continue to do what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? I I could absolutely go on and do my studies to, to learn and to do that. But I'm really, really what I'm doing at the moment. I'm happy to work with, with them. Um, but it's not, it's a never say never. It might be sort of in the future. I might, might decide to do that, but yeah, I do hope that um sort of we're getting the message out now for women to get a postnatal check or a postnatal screen. Just as important as their babies get checked and they go back to their see their yeah. healthcare provider, they need to see a physio for a physical exam. So it's yes. like check your abs, check your they don't no yeah. other professional will do that for you. That's yeah. what a women's health physio will do. So um yeah, I think that's probably, you know, a little... It's changing. So so people like your mum, for example, wouldn't have had access to that information. No, wouldn't have been around oh. back
0: then. Like um, yeah. in a little country town where I was, you know, born, it was like, this things yeah. didn't exist.
1: And she, and you know... It had one GP. Multi-births multi, multi <laughs> yeah. births is more at risk of pelvic floor dysfunction, mm. as well as bigger babies, as well as... Psychological
0: effects as per, well.
1: Perineal trauma, yeah. yeah. So there's lots of sort of risk factors for pelvic floor muscle weakness that then can be... Um, if they're not a problem after birth, they might be a problem yeah. in their sort of you know mid um mid to to later life so we're hoping for this prevention 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 at the moment and if we can educate these women education that's it pregnancy (laughs) like this is this is all the information so and yeah yeah, i do get to spend a lot of time with women to butter them up to say this is the best thing you can do Yeah. yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah i do um I'm really passionate about that. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's really, so good.
0: Like, really it's, like it's so new to me, mm. um, that topic, right? Yeah. Um, and that's something I always found so interesting uh, about what you do. So, I love having you on my page. Like, I'm very particular who I have in my feed. Yeah. And who I who I look at um, in, like, my daily. Because um, this is something I spoke about uh, with my clients. Not too, uh, it would have been about two, three weeks ago. But they were complaining about, you know, how they saw this person in their feed. They saw that person in their feed. I was like, why do you follow them? I'm like what is it what joy do you get out of it I'm, like, I'm so particular about who I see in my feed and like, I love what I see on your page right and then it shows up my feed and your stories Like, I love that um, and you can see your passion what you post and that comes down to being authentic and that really, you know, that comes back to your clients and how much you care about your clients and you care about yourself and what you learn so yeah
1: thank I, you that's a little bit
0: off topic but no, that's, um, you that's know, nice so but I,
1: I actually it's funny you mentioned that because I was reflecting and looking back on my um, particularly my Instagram that's where I spend most of my time Facebook yep. sort of of just it gets uploaded from yeah it's happens died off
0: now on facebook hasn't it you don't get but, the same um, views and counts and like interaction as yeah you
1: used to. I, I mean i still i like, haven't for,
0: personally for me like as a as a account yeah i have an Are older okay? well, sort of done. i
1: just got a cramp <laughs> <laughs> i have an older sort of um population on facebook so yeah, it's a yeah, different market market so when i post stuff sometimes i'll get so much interaction on facebook and not much on instagram which is yeah. you know i don't i i sort of share stuff that i like which now i actually particularly i mean i sometimes i don't i don't even realize i'm like oh i have 1200 followers i didn't even realize that 1200 people that's a lot of people that you know possibly could be consuming your content so i really should be tailoring it more to either to the viewers or you know seeing what they like but I actually looked at my Instagram and I was like, this doesn't really reflect what I treat in clinic. Like I see yeah. a lot of women and, and I was like, I'm going to start to post more of the stuff that I actually yes.
0: do. Which is just recently, wasn't and
1: it? And the yeah, clients yeah. that I want to see more yeah. of. So that's where a lot of my my baby selfies have come back up again. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, there's some of the I want to be posting a bit more about abdominal muscle separation because yeah. that's an area that I like to really. I find it so fascinating. It's so
0: different to what I do. Completely. Um, yeah, and like you know, if you, it's like anything. If you see a lot of what you do, it's like ah, oh, you just keep scrolling. But when you see something new, you're like ah, oh, so cool. And I saw your hand between the you're doing the abdominal check on the on one of your clients, it's like wow, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there is um that sort of stuff that I'm like, and 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 again with fitness, and I know that my feed's filled with a lot of fitness, so I always think oh. No, Many other people are doing this but then I realise that my market or my target You're audience is niche. a lot of my yeah a lot of yeah. my clients follow my page which I try to tailor it to suit them and um, some days I'll have conversations with each person that I'm like, I feel like I've just said this three times today and that will give me an idea of something that I can post to share mm, as a that's general it. education advice. So yeah. that's where I come up with some of those little um, bits of education. And then, you know, you do have that sort of imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, people don't want to know about this. People don't care about I this. And some of, anyway. that, some of yeah. that stuff is the best received content. I'm like, damn it. it. It's, so, yeah. it's so strange how our brains work. But uh, yeah. anyway, I, I have a note section in my phone full of captions. Options, ideas, all this stuff that I just need to sit down and actually do it. Takes Videos, time, and I'm, it? Yeah. oh, I've got <laughs> yeah. so much video content that I can actually um, put up there. But yeah, I just sort of drip feed it um, when I can because it's the time. It's the yeah. time putting in. But I love it. I'm like if I didn't have to work full time, I could do this full time. No <laughs> worries. But. That's
0: why social media um, uh, what was it. Uh, social media executive offices now exist <laughs> for companies. You have like you know you have the um, financial. CEO or F, um, EO and things yeah. like that. there's a social media. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like there's a Makes whole new sense. industry of people taking over for people. Um, yeah, even now I have, um, I have a lady who does my newsletter. I get her to check my posts um, yep. for spelling mistakes because I, I, I don't have time to sit there and just read it 10 times to make sure I didn't spell it right. I'm like, yeah. I just set a click post and I'm like if you see it let me know if there's anything wrong i'll go and edit it later so Good. like little things like that makes a big difference yeah um actually a little life hack that i didn't even know was a thing but uploading multiple stories at once i didn't even know that was a thing um but there's a little button where you can select like up to 10 videos and upload it once so now i'll just go through and video you know 10 clients in a row and then when i've got time oh, i'll just upload everything at once wow. and then they're all uploaded um right. are like, oh are you train that person at night I'm like, no no it's just that's just what I upload. I just have a time of yeah. day, where I Upload everything. So that um that which
1: helps. I um I use a timestamp a lot. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. I like to use that little timestamp because I'm the same. I'll have my clinic session in the morning back to back. I you know there's no time to sort of fiddle around in between. But at the end of my shift, I'll post one or two videos, but at different times of the morning. Yes. So that it's sort yeah. of you know then when people look at it, at whatever time they're like, oh, you know that was a morning session or whatever. Yeah. Um because yeah, there's sometimes there's a bit of that confusion between it's like oh you're working. I'm like no no, no I don't work <laughs> there in the clinic the afternoon I'm only there in the morning but yeah I I like to use that sort of um, time stamp but that's just something that I do both on my private and my Mm. physio page just as sort of you know outlining sort of what what happens in the day and I I do find that's sort of the stuff that people are interested in and what you're actually you know how your days are structured much the same for yourself like you know you train clients in the morning you train them in the afternoon do you do a split sort of shift like are you doing classes are you doing you know doing podcasts yeah (laughs) yeah wait I didn't even get to check I saw that you tied to something like, yeah
0: just, yeah I've got um I hadn't done any since uh I think it was about four weeks ago it was just, it was just been no five weeks ago now I think it was the last one I uploaded I was just being smashed yeah and I was like I need to knuckle down so I sat up to about midnight last night just booking people in for next week I think I got Six booked in for next week. So just keep, just cool. keep them going. And then I'll probably forget about it again for a few more weeks <laughs> and then come back to it. <laughs> yeah. So you're my first one for the first five weeks. Oh, cool. I think during COVID I did nine in a week. Um, There's like few, I was doing like two a day. Um, my brain was chewed. Eh? I didn't yeah. think, because like, I love talking. Yeah. I didn't sit here and talk all day. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to do that. So I did that. And by the end of the week, I was like, I don't even want to say a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it
1: did, did. This is, is um, you know, and you know, with when you're working with clients that you take on so much, you use a lot of energy, but you yeah. take on so much of their energy too. And yep. that can be exhausting. Like yes. yeah. you do, you go through those, like I say, the highs and the lows. I mean, I only briefly mentioned birth, but you have clients that have had the death of a friend or a family member or you know new job lost their job like you go through all those emotions with them and um you know if you're an empathetic person i just literally sometimes it stays with me i need to almost i need to be better at sort of meditating or sort of just doing some sort of downtime quiet time offloading the brain time because i do i take on so much stuff and it sits with me yep. and uh, i'm like damn it why do i care so much <laughs> like, But hey
0: that's what makes you really good at what you do yeah like it's really hard and i'm the same i'm very empathetic um in the sense like i come across as a very hard type person on mm-hmm. the outside but um you know one-on-one of my clients i'm very much like they are like during that session that's 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 my whole focus. Like nothing else matters. Yeah. Um, that's orders and making sure they're okay and they're weak and everything leading up to it and the week after and all those things play a toll. And, you know, having to switch off from that is just a skill in itself and having to move on. Like, when I go on holiday, I'm just thinking about the clients. Like, what well, can I do better? Or, like, you know, which ones are doing well, which ones aren't doing well. Then I'm yep. like, at night. I'm like, why isn't he doing well? Why isn't she doing well? I'm like, oh my god, I got something I can fix this. And like, <laughs> it, like just trying to switch off is just yeah. It's another uh, skill, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely that's something i'm working on and sleep my sleep for the last couple of weeks has been terrible but i'm trying to have a little bit more downtime and um go to bed a bit earlier than i have been because yeah. i'm a morning person i wake up really early naturally yeah. and um i mean extra early with an <laughs> yeah. alarm but naturally yeah. i'm an early bird yeah but um here, yeah i do need to i need to start going to bed a bit earlier so i've been getting a bit carried away
0: yeah um, I, I decided last night because I realized yesterday, I think I had, uh, you, Tuesday and Thursday is always very busy days for me. Usually you see between um, uh, 13 to 14 people on each of those days. Um, and each, like yesterday was just one of those days where every single client had asked me to do something that involved admin type work yeah. and I was like oh, this is gonna and I just every time I see I just wrote a reminder on my phone and by the end of the day I had like 20 reminders on my phone or stuff that needed to be done before this morning and I was like oh, I finished last night at like 8.30 and I was like oh, I still need to go to the shop and do my grocery shopping because I got my daughter make sure her lunch is ready for school make sure her uniform's done and I was like it was like 9.30 I was like okay now I can sit down and do my admin and I was like Nine, god eight. this needs to change yeah. so I put, out, put out an ad on Instagram last night. I said just looking for admin staff for like you know three or four hours of work just to take a little bit of that extra load mm-hmm. so I got time to sleep because yep. by the time I'd done because when it was that late and, uh, I think my first client was at 5am so by the time it was that late it was like 11 o'clock and I was getting through tasks and then I'd like just get distracted and I had no idea what I was doing and I was like
1: Yes yeah, not for another. Yeah it was
0: just so unproductive. Yeah. By the time we got to bed it was just after 12 the alarm goes off at 4 and I was like yeah, I need to hire someone just to, just to take, let me sleep. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of a... I feel um, you. Yeah. I feel
1: you. Yeah. Yesterday was much the same. Like I say, I am back to back. So we have digital notes, which is great because I can, you know, do them back at home. That takes time, doesn't it? On my yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. But it's, you know, you see you're with the client for sort of 30 minutes and yeah. I, I'm notorious for running about 10 minutes late and I try and keep it at yeah. that, that max. I don't like to make people wait, but sort of 10 yeah. minutes is sort of my standard. And so I'm always on the clock, always checking racing the clock but yeah it's the after work and then it's the hours of admin that you put in typing the notes and sending yep. the emails and Run writing the programs yep. and those things that I guess don't and aren't factored into that 30 minute appointment it's just like oh you know for what it's worth it's like no there's lots of stuff that goes on yeah. you know behind the scenes yeah 100% but um, yeah I've sort of upgraded my stick figure drawings to now um, a YouTube sort of exercise channel where I can yep. just flick links so that um, for common exercises I prescribe yep. then I'll send them to them in an email but again it takes time to go through their notes finish their notes yeah send the email with the direct links with their reps and sets and you know try this and um yeah, yeah that that sort of adds up the hours of that adds up and i'm very much like i you know if i say that i'm going to send it to them that evening i want to make sure i send it to yeah, them that evening the so like that they those. can get onto it <laughs> yeah. as soon as possible but um, yeah, some days I'm sort of a day behind and I'm like, I'm a day one of my admin. I'm like, oh, it, it yeah. weighs on my mind. It, it does. really does. Yeah,
0: And that, like, I think the Monday night, because I had a few tasks on there and I was like, I don't need to get this done till Wednesday. I'm like, I can sleep tonight. And then yesterday I just got hammered with all these things and I was like, now I have this many things. <laughs> I'm like, should have done it Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's always the way, isn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: I feel, young. yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, Wouldn't mind bring it back. So um, we're talking about um, one of the things like uh, you know post pregnancy. Um, what's some experience you had with women who really struggle coming out of that post pregnancy? Like the mindset behind it. Do you find you cop that a lot, or like you have to help them through that a lot as well?
1: Yeah, um, with the so postpartum, I I um, usually six to eight six to eight weeks after deliveries when it's when it's recommended to. Um, see a women's health physio and uh, that's when the body's natural sort of you know the tummy is shrinking the uterus is shrinking the Mm -hmm. blood the blood flows so they've lost extra sort of you know fluid and and um, blood from the abdominal area where then you know naturally they're Tissues become a bit tighter and you know that's physiologically a good time to be sort of checked some women it will be three months some women it will be six wow. months some women it will yeah, be wow. two years I literally like i'm here for my postnatal check two years after having a baby i'm like look that's the time that her daughter had finally settled enough that she had time to for herself that makes sense. so yeah, okay yeah whenever the time is right for that lady but yep. Yeah, and uh, mindset is a big it's a big thing. So I'm a um I'm an advocate that you can be healthy at every size in the sense that you don't have to be a certain number or, or on the scale or a certain dress size to but be doesn't know what to number you be are. healthy. <laughs> yeah. So um as much as I say that I also accept that women throughout their pregnancy will gain weight. So I accept that, you know, they might have a weight loss goal. So as much as I, and I usually would, this would be, oh yeah, I wanna lose a few kilos. I'm like, that's great. And I'll explain exactly this. Like, I believe you can be fit and healthy regardless of what number you are. But I also accept that you know that's a goal for you. So let's focus on things that we can actually, actually change. So in terms yeah. of your strength and in terms of your um, sort like of general measurable fitness, things. exactly. Things are measurable. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That that isn't just one single thing. And I said we'll keep that as an extra <coughs> goal onto the side, and yep. we can keep track of that if that's um, you know something that means a lot to you. But let's unpack what we actually can do. And most of the time, it is received quite well. And again, I don't disregard it and say, don't worry, you don't need to, because I know that for some women. Mm-hmm. It's, it's significant just, weight yeah, gain it's very
0: significant. Yeah.
1: so um, I respect that but I also say don't talk to me until you're 12 months postpartum because naturally the body needs that 12 months to recover like these poor women that have pregnancy soon after they've just given birth within that sort of within the 12 months so sort of six months after delivery like their body's still recovering and adapting so it is much harder on the body then
0: so um is that because of the joints and ligaments um that yeah. just takes time
1: way longer than your muscle to repair yeah more the more the condition so like so the the physiologically within sort of three to six months the body is you know wherever it it will be Mm -hmm. but you need to load it you need to condition it you need to build up that that strength which takes 12 months you know that that sort of and even for the non-trained um woman that would still take time for her body to look and feel a bit more normal yes um so i always use that sort of 12 month window and i'm like look if you're still really not happy with where you're at at that 12 month mark let's discuss this further and i will in that still in that um, initial conversation say about you know you need to work with either a nutritionist or a personal trainer or someone that we can work closely with but if she's just trying to get the tone of her abdominals sorted, there's no point in doing that and getting a PT and starting a diet plan and starting and setting her up for failure. So I say, it's let's much, focus on one thing. Yeah. And usually I give one exercise because if she's got a newborn baby, the last thing she's going to do is five exercises in her <laughs> living room floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I get so it. I'm like, so I'm like, if you've got two
1: it. minutes, you can just do this one thing and do it to death as many times as you can until you see me next. Um, within reason depending on what it was um, then that kind of gives her a, a better sort of you know um, what is that a smart goal so it's something that's yeah. specific it's measurable yeah. Yeah. it's achievable for her that it's not actually um, t- you know too much and they do yeah. they look at the sheet yeah. and they go oh there's five there I'll just do none <laughs> it's like okay well let's just
0: yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, that's just a realistic approach to look at it, right? Yeah. Um, You're talking about some things that are measurable um, for uh, coaches, physios, and other trainers out there listening. Mm. Um, what are some things that are measurable for women coming out of um, uh, post-pregnancy like in ways of um, progressing strength or progressing condition and movement?
1: Yeah. So, other than the abdominals um, and pelvic floor specifically, so the pelvic floor being assessed with either the real time or Mm -hmm. the um, vaginal exam, we sort of can gauge. not for kosher, sorry, <laughs> but but we we gauge yeah. sort of the um the endurance, so how long the muscles they can hold for, etc. So they're the only two specific things. Okay. The rest is everyone can do everything. So yeah. in terms of your general, so any type of loading could be time, time, um, rep based. What about
0: planks, for example? Is that something you could prescribe? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's usually um uh, something like a body weight exercise. That's usually oh I'll go for a time measurement or a, a rep measurement or a um like i say a load so that they're all measurable things that you can but for a um a plank and when i do my core assessments and i say that sort of with little inverted commas they're The um, core assessment for me is checking in with how she can control the pressure in her abdomen, which includes the back and the pelvic floor and the abdominals um, and her diaphragm. So it's working within the whole abdominal cylinder, not just that's what I mean by core is everything in the trunk
0: rather than abdominal wall. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, they're the only, pelvic floor and abs are only two specialty things where I like to measure the, te- the tone and tension in her abs when performing a plank, when performing a sit-up, when performing bug legs, when performing, um, you know, I even go as basic as a bird dog to see if she can yeah. control, because that's essentially like an oblique type exercise. Yeah. So, um, so you,
0: like muscle contraction is what you're trying to gauge yeah. Yeah, and the quality so, of contraction
1: coordination awareness yep. so some women that have had cesareans just don't feel anything in the their abdomens mm. they won't actually i'll get them to touch it and feel it and poke it and you know put your hands here and i'll do some tactile yeah. feedback for that's them
0: that's interesting but. because um you know i notice clients um you know i haven't had uh any many sorry many females who have had that um like uh, because uh, you know they've had They've um, gone through therapy and they've yeah. got their contraction back but I noticed for people um, more so who have had um, shoulder surgeries or like uh, bicep surgeries mm-hmm. they really struggled to get that muscle contraction back
1: yeah within the muscles um, yeah yeah
0: trying yeah. to get it back so that's interesting that that starts off um, with females as well yeah um, after the the cut or surgery. Well,
1: it's the cut as well as the stretching. If you stretch something so much, trying then to contract it's. It cont- back. Yeah, that, yeah, that can like be like
0: difficult. But to the point where it's just like loses its. Um, um, uh, what would it be? Is that your muscle More tone, awareness,
1: proprioception of okay, where your body yeah. is in space. So it kind of just feels a bit uh, like Like they just don't have awareness of where yes. or how
0: to move. Do you know that's interesting because I find that a lot um, with uh, clients, particularly female, dancers and gymnasts uh, and their hamstrings they're like i want to lean up my hamstrings i'm like cool let's try contract your hamstrings and they're like i don't feel anything and they're going like you know to a maximal length position and they got you know way more flexibility than most people do um is that is that a similar situation
1: yeah yeah in yeah. a sense i do find that um that's sort of touching a little bit more on almost hypermobility in mm-hmm. some ways where your your flexibility is kind of you know the passive stretch of a muscle, whereas your mobility is your muscles moving through sort of that joint range. You can still yeah, yeah. you can still. Um, so I'm thinking of a perfect example: the the, the, the gymnasts or the dancers yeah, that the bellies, do a deadlift yeah. and they just can't feel a thing. Yeah, it's really a
0: hamstring Romanian deadlift, like. I don't feel anything. Yeah. Like, so my <laughs> muscle
1: stuff then is yeah. so important and getting that sort of co-contraction in a sense that it's really, I, I literally almost like pre-tensing just to get them aware. Like you don't do that for everyone, but it's just trying to get some um, motor control, motor yeah. awareness of, yeah. of that. But yeah. yeah, sometimes it just needs to be a different exercise, different exercise. Like yeah. you have to have a yeah. play with that. just to keep tra-
0: changing and like, um, like finding something that works for them. And that, that's what I found is like, you know, for some female clients, it would take me, um, It take me. you know, even between four weeks to six weeks before I'd get them contract like feeling like I can see <laughs> their hamstring contracting. Yeah. I can feel their hamstring contracting. Yeah. But it would take them four weeks, but they're like, I can feel my hamstrings. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. That's a, yeah. It's
1: a sensory thing. So it's a yes. motor motor control, motor awareness. And this I yeah. used to be really sort of, can you feel it here? Can you feel it here? And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, if they're doing the movement... It must be working, yeah, like because it's what working.
0: Else is using that muscle, exactly. Yeah. What else is allowing those joints to move into flexion and extension? Exactly. So yeah. if
1: they're performing the movement correctly, then we know that that muscle must be working. Mm. But it's actually then just trying to get them to be in their body. If that's what you know, if that's what you're aiming for, yeah. is thinking, okay, picture your your muscle is lengthening, and when you do this movement, then it's shortening, and trying to get that mind muscle connection because mm. we know that that can give you superior results in, in, in muscle strengthening, but also, yep. um, yeah, we do it a lot with sort of recovery after any yes, injury of is, course. is yep. mental practice is as effective, if not, you know, um, equally as effective as, as, um, performing the right movements. So yeah, yep. yeah, I think I, I sort of come away from, can you, can you, can you to like, you're doing it. So it must be working. Yeah.
0: Well, I was very much the same when I first started out. I was so I was so particular about it are you feeling it? You're not feeling it. Let's change the exercise. Yeah. And then I just chilled out a bit more. And I was like, you know what? They're doing the exercise, joints, everything's in position. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. Th- at some point, they're going to come to me. And this is why I say to clients now, I'm like, like a lap pull down. Like, you know, so simple, such a simple movement if you know how to depress your scapula, right? Um, yeah. When you teach that to a client, they're like, not feeling anything, not feeling anything. Third week. Oh my God, I felt that muscle. What's that one? You're like, that's your lat. Like, <laughs> you felt your lat. They're like, oh my God, is that what it is? So you get like it makes me so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little things like that. It's just um, yeah, like you said, just a sensory. Yeah, um, it doesn't
1: come naturally to a lot no, of people. Doesn't. Particularly it's- those that, like I say, have hypermobility, so that their, their muscles are really flexy. Their joints are used to being sort of thrusted into end range position yeah. all the time. They become desensitized to yeah, it. Because like so it becomes a non painful be... stimulus. So yeah. they don't actually have that um, and, and they're generally you know, then there's the the people that are a bit unco in the sense that they just, you ask them to do a movement and they do something completely different and it's just like, okay, they don't have really good body awareness. Like, it takes, you know, bodybuilders, I respect them to the nth degree because if they can flex every little muscle in every way, that takes practice. That Mm. takes a lot of mind-muscle connection. Like, that takes some dedication to the fucking spot. Yeah. (laughs) That is is. next level. Like,
0: yeah. and that's, so what I find. that's what I find. Actually, that's interesting you say that um, because I go through phases like I always have like an annual periodization through where I'll go through phases where I'll focus on um, getting my one rep maxes up, and then phases where I'll try to get my lean muscle mass up and just switch back and forth between the higher reps, lower sets, vice versa. Um, and when I go through like a more hypertrophy type phase, like it becomes such a focus of just trying to contract the muscle and then when i go back to a strength phase it's like you're just trying to get from point a to point b um but the 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 benefit of that after you have gone through the phases of hypertrophy is you got more muscle fibers to contract with so you generally come back a little bit stronger into your strength phases Um, and it's just a constant um constant back and forth so yeah sorry was that a bit nice I like yeah 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 (laughs) I find
1: that I find that so fascinating just with even like um you know bodybuilding or body composition stuff like I I truly do respect it everything that sort of goes into that and the training we briefly sort of um chatted about but it's so different depending on what outcome you want you know your training can be so so different for that but I just think it's the most unrewarding sport. Like I'm just, cruel. I, do, this is I do. such a cruel sport, I, right? I take my hat yeah. off to every single person. We spoke person. about that the
0: first time we met, didn't we? Uh, I'm yeah. Probably.
1: I'm like, yeah. you know, I just... And then this is why I'm, I'm pushing more towards a, a strength, a, you know, a powerlifting comp where you, you are defining... You know your physical capabilities in some in measurable another, way, uh, yep, yep. rather than just being judged on stage by someone that might be <laughs> feeling good on the day or might not be, or you know, based on the other people like next to <laughs> you. Or, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a very so biased, for, unrewarding yeah, yeah. for the work and effort and the prep and the mm. everything that you put in. I just think, ah, oh, I take my hat off to every single every single body yeah. bodybuilder out there.
0: But. Yeah, <laughs> this is very true. I was actually um, the same girl I was talking with today about how fluid she is. I, I put her for a prep um, beginning of last year, and she literally, um, and although I did um, you know, everything right, um, she suffered really badly coming out of comp. with not being in that peak performance, even though I said to her, look like you know the most important phase isn't coming into prep, it's coming out of prep, um, and she, she didn't gym for a whole year. Anyway, a year later she comes back to me, and she's like, I want to prep again. I'm like, why? <laughs> It almost killed you. Like not killed her, but like she just literally didn't want to be near a gym. She's like, I wanna beat me coming out of prep. And so that's what we're doing now. And she's like just cruising in, cruising in, and I can just already see that coming out, she's just gonna cruise back and like it's just she's in such a better mindset. And I think the thing that changed for her, and this is what she said to me, she said, I focus so much less on everyone else's results and just focus on trying to make myself a little bit better than I was last time that it just it's making it so much easier and like so much less pressure. And yeah. I think in a in a sport where it's so acidically um you know it sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um that it's so easy to just compare yourself and compete yourself and compete yourself to everyone else. That if uh you know that, that place of um happiness comes to just you versus you. Um which is which is what I love about strength training is why I market myself more as a strength coach um is because you know numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the bar keeps you, hum- the weight keeps you humble and, um, <laughs> yeah, it keeps you, it keeps you very, the bar always keeps you very humble. Um, and the other thing is like, it is just you versus you. Like even though you can, you know, if you got a mate or you've got a friend or if you're doing a competition, you go, oh, you know, try get a little bit more than you. Um, if you take the folks away from that and just go, all right, this week, I'm just going to do 1% better 365 days a year. That's 365% better. Yep. Like that's, that's where, that's where I love about strength training.
1: Well, the course I was on the weekend is a strength conditioning yeah. course for physios. Um, it was it was literally talking about the difference between you know your your bodybuilder. Game day, they are in yeah. their, their worst condition. They yeah. they're in their best, but they're worse physically. They're, yeah, they they probably they're, die they're, at moment. Do you know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah. they just awful condition on the day. You, at, whereas an elite sportsman or a, a competition for strength, you yeah. have that taper week where you, you know you yeah. you have to be in your best condition for just that day. You to, have to
0: perform. To, yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? So it's yes. two completely different. I was like, that is yeah. so true. Like you you look great, but you're you would be in your <laughs> don't yeah. ask you to do any any of the, yeah, you don't
0: talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even make mention, eye mention. Don't even mention the B word, which is burger. <laughs> oh, D word, donut. donuts. not <laughs> Do You know what I mean?
1: Your head like, off. and and mentally, yeah. like that takes its toll. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I thought that's a really good comparison.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Ways always it comes
1: back to your goals and
0: yeah, add off to them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, and that's a big thing. Um, uh, I was talking about. Um, with uh who was i talking about with now um oh sorry the guy who runs wa strongman so he's uh there's a guy who's spot in there and he's uh you know he's a um 100 powerlifter loves powerlifting he, he gives gives strongman a bit of crap and vice versa and he was like cash you compete in both which one do you prefer i was like um i love competing in strongman um it's a lot harder but powerlifting is a lot, more, um, a lot more relaxing on the body. Like, it's still hard, but you just do your one rep max. Um, or you do, usually, like if you do it smart, usually your attempts are like 95, 100%, and 105% as a safe margin of um, your percentages for your attempts or your three attempts, right? With strongman, strong man, you usually get a weight that you've never lifted before. <laughs> you're going to do it for reps <laughs> or for distance on time. It's like, it's so taxing there on the body no, appeal. <laughs> yeah, no is, appeal exactly people go why do you do it i'm like some days i just need an outlet and when there's a strongman event or comp coming up i get to let it all out yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i
1: saw that video of your four legs just oh
0: like... yeah they just they failed hey eh? i've never had that before except for running so when i used to run right that, that <laughs> used to happen i am so sorry that was oh, no, it's it was actually my daughter's face <laughs> she's lost it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, please visit my Instagram and watch the watch my sandbag carry if you want a good laugh. <laughs> You see, 120 kilo, six foot three male, just like legs give way about three times. And the funniest part was. The best
1: part, it wasn't just once. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> once.
0: It's because I'm, I was like, no, I know I can lift this bag. I'll try again. And I just fail. And then I try again and I just go the opposite way. I'm like pulling the bag and my body just goes that way. <laughs> So good, yeah. Oh but that's God. also the fun of the sport is you can <laughs> you can literally just mess up and just have a good day. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it keeps you very humble. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I say, yeah. no desire. <laughs> <laughs> no desire to do
0: that. Oh, it's a, yeah, a shocker. Oh, uh. that's a good laugh. <laughs> Yeah, like for example, I've never picked up a four hundred kilo yoke before. The most I've done was three seventy. <clears throat> um, yeah, and on comp day, I was like, "I'm gonna pick up four hundred kilos. Let's see what. Let's see how my how my um, <laughs> knees like this." And uh, every step I took, I was like, "I could feel every tendon in my knee, every vertebrae, every abdominal muscle, everything just like just like creaking and cracking." And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs>
1: I'm surprised you're still walking. Today. Yeah, that no. must be a big recovery, right? After that, how um, do you feel?
0: Monday was pr- I didn't, I tried not to walk upstairs, <laughs> just so I could feel, I could feel like the Patel um, they were strained. Yeah, um, like even just a to touch of them. <laughs> strained. <laughs> <neighbors. laughs> I I like I was sort of self-diagnosed that I'd micro that my tendons, but yeah, like even just touching my knees was sore. <laughs> like, it, even my like literally every vertebrae was like I could feel everything, <laughs> and then after a good night's sleep, I was fine. It's
1: <laughs> all right. That's a, a pretty of, good turnaround. Yeah, that's like
0: great. a lot of magnesium, a lot of water, a lot of God donuts yeah yeah shit.
1: yeah Uh, refuel
0: yeah that's it (laughs) oh that's um that's 70 minutes yeah that's a
1: that's a good
0: that's a good note to end yeah yeah that's a good one yeah straining ligaments oh
1: great awesome thanks cash for having me on lovely to have you on
0: amber um so please go check out amber's um page her um link for her instagram business page will be at the bottom of the description in the podcast thank you for listening i hope you got something out of it
1: thank you